Welcome back. Oh, thank you for welcoming me back. I was welcoming the audience back. Oh. Well, I, I guess I'll just have to continue without feeling as welcome. <laughs> uh, today is uh, 9-11-23, September 11th, 2023. This is the Mind Virus Show. I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno. And uh, we're back again for episode number 143, 143? It is 144. 144. 144. An auspicious number. Yeah. 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 And today is uh, the 23rd anniversary of, 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Lots of, lots of things on the internet, on the Twitters today. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of kids that have no real recollection of it. Many not, uh, like, ran into the LDS missionaries a while back, right? Brought up 9-11, and I realized, oh, that was before you were born. Yeah, for them, it's just a thing that happened, and they don't get it. Seen some people online on the Twitters mad that there's conspiracy theories out there about 9-11. The Twitter people are mad? You just need to stop talking about the conspiracy theories. You're defaming the dead. It's like... That no, that doesn't add up. That was kind of the argument on, you know, after nine eleven was well the the victims' families. It's an it's right. an insult to the victims' right. families if you question the official narrative. And when I really began to look into it, I realized it was the victims' families that were questioning the official narrative that were right. really upset. You know, right. spearheading a lot of these groups for truth. Well, they want to know what happened to their their loved ones. Well, they also were close enough to it that they asked the questions that nobody else asked. Right. Yeah, so it's interesting. I uh I stand by what I've said on this program. We're programming you. What I've said on this show we're before. Deprogramming you. And we'll say again. You. Uh, 9/11 was an initiation ritual, an opening ceremony for the controlled demolition of the United States of America. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it's it's easy to say that now in hindsight, but I didn't I didn't realize it at the time. There were some people who understood it, but very few. And thank God for the internet. I mean, with the explosion of information, people had a chance to sift through it and and prioritize it and and decide what they thought was true versus what we had been spoon fed by the traditional corporate media. Right. We've made that point before on the podcast that. The 20th century in America was fairly tightly controlled. The type of information mass produced and and put out to the public was controlled by just a few corporations and highly influenced, of course, by the powers that be. The powers that be, of course, being uh, of a conspiratorial nature, (laughs) a secret combination, if you will. Right. Yeah, the internet helped blow that up for a while, and now it seems they've They've regained a lot of control over the internet. Right, but, and, uh, and there, there's a little tug of war going. I saw a great 
um, political cartoon by Ben Garrison here. You got to check this out because for for the last few months, the the last year, you've had this Elon Musk Twitter. You know, is Twitter free free speech oriented and right? And it's been changed to to X, and and he's got this great um, good cop bad cop free speech thing using right. an X here. Lawful but awful. That's an actually uh, something that that woman said. Lawful. Oh, but she awful. did. Yeah, the, she's so the new CEO. That woman is the CEO, the WEF alum, and she said we we're going to get rid of or block lawful but awful speech. And on the other hand, tr- uh, Musk can masquerade as a right. defender of free speech. Right. Yep. So anyway, that's a pretty good cartoon, don't you think? He yeah, and those he are hit it on the cat, head. Cat turd is a real account. Obviously, James Woods, an actor, and he got blocked. And he got got uh, kicked off or blocked or something by the new lady. Well, by Twitter, by X. But in the in the era in the in the Musk yeah, era, yeah, recently. Speaking of uh, getting blocked and absolute free speech and things, did you see what's happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Oh yeah, that's pretty big. Um, over the weekend, uh, it hit several news. Yeah, uh, a lot of the news, uh, alternative news at least, or well, even we shouldn't call it alternative. We got to call it stick with the well, the new media, the so, new the new independent media. <laughs> What's happening is uh, the governor of New Mexico is is suspending the uh, right to keep and bear arms for for residents of new, of Albuquerque because there is a public health crisis of some sort. And uh, what's interesting three, is... Three people were killed in the last few months. What's interesting is even a lot of mainstream leftists are saying, no, this, is, this has gone too far. I think um, this Governor Grisham, whatever her name is, I think she's an unwitting uh, stooge in all of this. I think she's being thrown under the bus and, and somebody or some power to that be is saying, you need to float this out there and we need to see what the reaction is uh, there's there's been a lot of talk <clears throat> on the left about using a public health emergency and the right and yeah the i right. guess and the right but, but about using public health emergencies to do whatever they want yeah get certain controls passed take away certain rights this very like this climate woman, change this woman said pornography this woman said when it was pointed out that she swore an oath to protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States, she said, my oath to the Constitution is not absolute, which was telling. And, uh, but, uh, That's yeah, the here, only reason the position exists, <laughs> my... Right. Uh, I was going to say my friend, but... The, uh, you know, Governor Herbert and Governor Cox did a lot of... of uh, infringing on people's rights under the name of emergencies and public health. Right. Not just during COVID either, but Utah loves itself a good emergency declaration. Drought and fires and, uh, I don't know, uh, too many people on the internet reading things. But yeah, so the, the, what, what's really important is to see what the reaction is. Because if, if the gun... If the pro two A, the pro freedom people don't react accordingly, if they don't 
protest, if they don't make a big fuss out of it, well, then they know that they can get away with this sort of thing, and you're going to see it probably elsewhere. And they are already suing in court, at right. least. The, so question, far, the question is, does, does there have to, have to be protests? Because we've seen what happens when you protest. Well, right. You get thrown in jail. Right. Yeah, we'll see. This is all, uh, I think it's very, I think it's meant to be a provocation. They want to, they want to test these things out. I think they're, well, you, they're doing little, uh, you've proven that any, any protest planned in advance can be turned into a riot by agent provocateurs. And then you can use the momentum there to convene kangaroo courts and throw a bunch of people in jail. Right. Even people that weren't there can go to jail for 22 years. Yeah. It's, of course, referencing the January 6th trial of who? Stuart Rhodes? Is that the yeah, one you're the, thinking I, about? The, the head of was, Oath Keepers? Yeah. Yeah. The I guy mean, with the eye patch? I don't remember <clears throat> what he looks like. I can't but, remember if he's the one that went to jail for 22 years. He, but, wasn't, the, he wasn't even there on January right. 6th. And they've convicted him of something, something or other. And I just thought... Wow, if a guy who wasn't even there is getting 20-plus years, how long in prison will, will Ray Epps' prison sentence be? It's got to be life, mm-hmm. right? Ray Epps, of course, is the guy that... We got to go in the Capitol! ...was outside pushing people in. He, he was... He's the he, FBI he's or He's caught CIA on camera plant, multiple times, agent. multiple times orchestrating events that day, triggering events. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think some of this stuff, like this uh, New Mexican gun grab or suspension of gun rights, I think it's all just little uh, canaries in the coal mine for 2024 and what's ahead in our future. Emergency declaration, suspension of rights. And they don't really need any reason to do it other than they can or they think they can. Well, the reason is to centralize power even further and well, right. to defang the armed populace. Very clearly here, it's, a, it's an attempt to get... Right. But they don't even need to create an emergency to do this. They can just do it and say, well, there is an emergency because we say there's an emergency. Well, that's what happened in New Mexico, clearly. Right. And the, I, I've posted a link to... Or I'm going to post a link... <clears throat> I've copied it into my notes here. Zero Hedge had a good article on it, how um, the, the title of it is that uh, they're asking, are emergency powers a test to see what Americans will put up with? Right. And w- we kind of postulated on that relative to the COVID scare that's been going on, didn't we? I don't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, you know, there's been a new uh, cry for masking. Yeah. And yeah, I think we talked and, a little bit about co- that. It's not know, working. Bringing back some, well, it doesn't seem to be working, but they keep pushing it. And it sort of coincides with back to school. You know how this is how every year, every year from time, since time immemorial, if you're a parent, you remember that when your kids go back to school, you know, everybody gets a little bit of a cough or cold or a headache or something when everybody gets back together in the fall, mm-hmm. especially in a year where there's a lot of rain or, or overcast weather, the sun goes away a little bit, your vitamin D levels drop, you, you fight it off. You really don't start to get too sick until the spring. And that's um, 
evidenced in the name of the month February, Feb, February, February in French. It, it has to do with fevers in Latin. It was a month of uh, the traditional month where people are feeling a little sick and stroke and season, getting getting stroke season, <laughs> having strokes. That was one of my favorite uh, headlines. Yeah, we had stroke, stroke season, season last year, didn't we? Yeah, it just happened to coincide the first ever stroke season in human history, just right after all of the vaccines went mainstream. COVID vaccines. Right, so uh, from the etymology dictionary, ultimately Feb- February is from the Latin februaris, februarius, meaning, um, or mensis also, meaning the month of purification, to purify, etc., etc. So Novak Djokovic won the U.S. Tennis Open Did after he? finally being allowed back into the country. It's a, it's when all was this? yesterday. Cool. Good for him. Congratulations. Well, it's it's got to be fake because he never got vaccinated. He should be dead because he never got vaccinated. Right. And all of us should be dead. We were promised uh, death and destruction. Remember when Governor Cox said there'll be dire consequences for the unvaccinated? Hmm. I don't know if he used the word dire, but I'm just wondering what what governor. I know you're listening. What? were those consequences it's been more than two years since you said that since you threatened us well if this were a movie i could imagine a scenario where they put out a vaccine and everybody that gets it gets immunity to some future chemical or pathogenic weapon Mm -hmm. that nobody knows about but kills you quickly Mm -hmm. And then, um, <clears throat> so basically all the people who are complicit get it, and then it has sort of a, a timer in it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A limited amount of, of efficacy, and then you have to go back to the controllers to stay alive by getting more and more vaccines, and everybody else that didn't get it gets killed by this super... Uh, super pathogens, super, you know, super chemical... If- attack or whatever if the, the sounds like a mission impossible if or the James people Bond. Do, if the people doing this are that smart in the real world my I'll, i give them a hat tip it's over for us yeah i'll go ahead and die from the super mega viral secret virus well you have to because you can't give up your control right you can't well, you, you I, don't I think wanna, i'd rather like morally you, you, you you're not gonna i think i'd rather take my chances with that than than yeah. myocarditis <laughs> which is almost a guarantee then be assured of a of a front row seat to stroke season right right yeah it's uh, you know the last few days i, I just kind of see you know, just perusing scrolling looking at headlines and things and when it comes to our political people our our uh, our mayors and governors and public health people and we aren't, you know, we aren't sending our best senators, representatives. It's like these people aren't, they're, they're not smart. Did they're, we ever? You feel like, uh, I think, do you the, feel like we've just woken up or do you think we've reached new lows? I think there's new lows. I, I mean, so there, there's been some pretty ridiculous uh, politicians over the years. It's always been a running joke, but it's like almost to a man. They're 
they're ridiculous. Like, I mean, the, just the stuff that they say. Like, remember the mayor of uh, New York City with his uh, fries and burger charade with the vaccine? I mean, that was a real thing. It looked, you couldn't have made a, 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 a parody skit, a Saturday Night Live type skit. You couldn't have done something more absurd. And this guy was the mayor of the, the biggest city in, in America. Or the Chicago mayor, you know, Lightfoot. She was, uh, you couldn't parody that. Newsom in California, you can't parody him. When we were, Trudeau kids, in when we were kids, the D.C. mayor got uh, nabbed yeah, for cocaine, right? Barry? Yeah, Marion Barry. Something like that. Something like that. Was, I think that was his name. I don't remember, but yeah. yeah it and came it was out a big that scandal. he was caught, yeah. And now it's just like, you know, the mayor, was it the mayor of Toronto recently, a couple of years ago, Ford? He was kind of a Chris Farley type caricature. Hmm. And I think he, he got in trouble with cocaine. I think he ended up dying. Hmm. But, and I think his brother is out there. They compared, he's like the Canadian Trump or something. People said, I, I don't know. But, but these, these people are absurd. Well, basically, I mean, just, running, running for a, office, even in, we, we saw this in our local, uh, elections recently that running for office is just an invitation to get your reputation shot at you know get well yeah or to, it's to, a, to start slinging some mud it invites a, conflict into your life yeah and it's an opportunity if you win to live off the labors of the people <clears throat> how did jefferson put it eat of our substance harass us and eat of our substance that was in the declaration right harass us and eat of our substance i mean that's exactly what a, what elected people do not all of them. There's some good ones out there that try to make a difference, and most of them have their character destroyed or their careers destroyed or the, they're, they're just shot and killed in a fatal car accident or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, or they're, they're just buried their reputations are just destroyed, yeah. Right. That was me slamming this monster can down on the table in disgust is that some special halloween flavor this is orange can no it's ultra watermelon oh how many watermelons made it into that can at least 60 you know what's interesting about candy (laughs) (laughs) like go get some candy any candy that's cherry flavor strawberry flavor banana flavor water flavor watermelon flavor water flavored candy <laughs> and it tastes nothing like the actual fruit like cherry candy doesn't taste like cherries watermelon candy doesn't taste like watermelon banana which ban- is the true flavor because now that we've had all these candies it's like oh i don't want the cherries those don't <clears throat> taste like cherries well the true flavor is obviously the real fruit is it <laughs> in the land of the matrix <laughs> but it tastes so good <laughs> so anyway do you think that's cherry you're tasting <laughs> yeah grape grape's another good one grape is that flavored... the one that comes from beaver gland <laughs> <laughs> grape flavored stuff tastes nothing like grapes oh but grape popsicle is so good oh it does not grape shasta i'm not saying these stuff grape fanta these things don't taste good they just don't taste like the thing that they are named after orange you think sunkiss tastes like an orange orange maybe orange not really no i mean it's way too sweet i think there's a quality of high fructose corn syrup that comes through and that that's what it's addictive 
Right. I I can I I publicly concede the point that high fructose corn syrup is poison and addictive, and it's so good. But it comes from corn. It's a vegetable. So it's all natural. It is, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. We've t- I think we've I think talked, we've talked about, about like we've done like whole episodes on this. <laughs> we t- we talked about the ad that I think it was the Department of Agriculture put out, and it's like. Iverdose corn syrup is all natural. And then Saturday Night Live parodied it, clowned it. And <laughs> so I've been, I had like a little bit of a, a bout with arthritis or gout recently. Who's arthritis? Arthritis. Um, it's a, an, is it an aardvark? Um, I have arthritis when those kids watch that show, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not a bad show. It's pretty good. Uh, series that or is the he an aardvark? That, I thought aardvarks would have longer noses. Let's see. Is he like a muskrat? What animal is Arthur? I'm asking Google on PBS. He's an aard. Uh, he's an uh, aardvark. Uh, aardvark. Aardvark. Aardvark is spelled with two A's. Aardvark. So I was right about that. Okay, Dimitri. At least according to oh, yeah, USA why Today. Why you bring Dimitri into this? Because Dimitri thinks he's always right. Well. By the way, one of other, our other podcast buddies mentioned a music documentary series where he corroborated... Who's he? Dimitri? No, the, one of our other podcast oh, buddies okay. was watching a music documentary series, and he texted me. He, he declines to comment, this fellow. For some reason, this uh, okay. fellow... You met him. Um, okay. Uh, he, he has yet to... Pick a pick a pen name, pick a stage name, and start yeah, commenting. Okay. All right, we would invite him to comment I could if he feels so some. inclined. Oh, what do you want to suggest for him? Well, you could do um, you could do Shakespeare, <laughs> Freud. You could do uh, LeBron James. <laughs> just I mean, I related it, names. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can just pick anything. Yeah. Anyway, Neil so Armstrong. He, he had texted me, and he he was. Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. He was agreeing with my my assessment that the artists don't t- actually the the they never really tell the actual meaning, and that that's a thing. Like he was mm-hmm. watching this ser- this documentary series, um, I think on the music industry, and it came up several times. Well, what did you mean by this song? What do you mean? And they never go there. They in fact. It's a thing to not tell about it, and so right. the, some of the interviewers figured out that if they if they reword the question, they can get a little more information about the creative process and inspiration, what where they were going. And so, I think my assertion that Brandon Flowers may not have told the whole story or or may have been misleading about what what he meant is uh, a real possible. I uh, I spent the last option. week humming. Over and over to myself, are we human or are we dancer? And contemplating that question, I still don't know the answer. Mm. I'm on my knees <laughs> praying for the answer. <clears throat> I did hum that song a lot. But I think you're right. I think sometimes artists maybe do it to, to be a little coy or mysterious. I think sometimes they don't actually know. I think sometimes this stuff just... Yeah comes to the surface in the writing process and it just works they don't really know 
why they did it or it just kind of comes up and maybe it meant something but that's the fun of art and and music and literature and movies we have the opportunity as the audience to project some of our own meaning onto this onto these things and to find value in 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 those words and comfort or understanding and, and sometimes it might just be nonsensical at first like are we human or are we dancer but then down the line maybe it means something more i mean not everything has to be bludgeoned uh, over the head and not everything has to be just real simple like took my girl to the country in our truck lost a dog and now i'm out of luck out of luck i was gonna go a different direction i'm now glad I've you been glad you came up with a luck in case you had the word f-u-c-k-e no no i was gonna say crook oh okay <laughs> now i'm crooked <laughs> Well, anyway, <clears throat> Arthur is an aardvark. Why did we bring up Arthur? Was it because it was because you have arthritis a in your hands. It was a positive. Um, good. I'm glad you remembered that because the audience is screaming at us. Get back off of the tangent onto arthritis. Jordan's arthritis. Arthur. I'm, I don't have arthritis. Itis is uh, the Greek um, part of a word that would mean a, an irritation of. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know. I, th- I think it's a it's underused in society. We use we've been we've allowed controlling interests to dictate the language to us. Like for example, homophobia. Yeah, it has <clears throat> come to mean fear of or or bigotry towards people who are gay, people mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, are mm-hmm, attracted mm-hmm. to the same sex as themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's used like a weapon. It's used like a pointed sharp stick to goad people into switching their opinion, stopping talking, doing something different. Like, well, you're just a homophobe. Right. Right. So in Greek, that homo means same. Phobia is fear. So it's just fear of same, which is, Mm -hmm. it's irrational that we have allowed that word to hurt us. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I think itis is a more appropriate. term to apply to the at least the homophobia discussion and i don't don't really have transphobia or homophobia it's more of an itis it's an irritation of an itis is an irritation so yeah but you know what being irritated is a symptom of phobia oh really yeah and you're also racist oh really clearly i disagree clearly i disagree i'm having some podcast itis right now <laughs> um, i'm just applying i'm just i'm just telling you how it no, is yeah, in the, the people, world out people there. will do that but i think we need to be more precise and articulate in our language and so i brought that up a few times no it's a trans itis so leave me alone mm-hmm. it's just it's irritating that you people act like this you people. and i'm talking about the people who are proselyting you know there are plenty of right kind good people who are living those uh Living out their ideas, you mm-hmm. know, their preferences, et cetera, that's fine for them. But it doesn't make you fearful if you disagree with it. But no, I like Arthur. The It's a PBS series. It was originally a book series. And I think it comes from an era where entertainment for kids was a little more values-based, a little more pure. Like the the stories that they address in that in that in the in those books and in the in the TV series are kind of I think a little more gentler kinder kinder but they they've also gotten a little bit woke yeah there's a lot of 
wokeness infiltrating children's entertainment. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. I agree. But speaking of arthritis, remember this goes all the way back to uh, high fructose corn syrup. So I had a I had a little bit of arthritis in my thumb. It swelled up for no good reason. And an acquaintance of mine who is in the medical profession, uh, we were, we were playing some frisbee and it, it was hurting at, at a family reunion. And I showed it to him, and he's like, "Oh, that it's either this or it's gout. <laughs> gout how, what is what is gout? If you got gout, doesn't that make you like?" Yeah, only only like really sickly people from the Middle Ages get diagnosed no, I, with gout, I, and you have I've like known, some big goiter on your neck known, or something. I've what is gout? Pe- I think I don't know the exact definition. I think it has something to do with joints, but it can be really debilitating. I've known a few people with it. I just I always associated it with somebody who was just really sickly. Uh, the, that could be part of it, but I don't. I've known a couple people, and I've known some people that have kind of managed it or gotten over it i don't know how i don't know enough about it so i i did not go to a an official doctor to get this diagnosed you run a he'll give you something um, safe and effective they run a blood test and see if your body's producing too much uric acid i think is what it is Mm. but the point is that arthritis or gout or other related maladies are caught that affect your joints are caused by little spiky things that build up. Why? Because of high fructose corn syrup. Hmm. High fructose corn syrup hmm. is the culprit. Hmm. It's not hmm. the only culprit. Okay. I think but it was on one of them. It was on the list. And, my, and when I read about it, my spidey sense started tingling because it is so good. I think it's really important to, uh, to stay active, to move a lot. It helps oh, yeah. with all those, all sorts of things. I don't mean just rolling over on the couch to get the remote. Cletus, get me my reaching stick. <laughs> that was Lisa from one of the few future episodes in Simpsons where she's got a bunch of kids running around, little baby kids, and she's mm-hmm. instead of becoming president of the United States, she becomes uh, an, a mom in some underprivileged community. Yeah, which would be such laying, a tragedy to become a mom. She's laying on a couch watching TV. Right. Doesn't want to, she's overweight. She doesn't want to get up. Cletus, bring me my reaching stick. <laughs> oh boy. I got to find that. That's a lot of ways. There's so many, great so many ways that this, this great nation is falling apart right in, right in front of our eyes. But uh, yeah. So what are we talking about today? We're half hour in. Well, we've been talking about 9-11 a little bit. We've been talking a little bit about... Um, Gun getting rights, sick, up. gun rights, emergency, uh, government by emergency, the, uh, and uh, the, Cletus, bring me my reaching stick. The fires in Maui are still a real mystery. And there's a lot of the, I think the area down there is still shut down to journalists, even to the people. I saw that uh, The Rock and uh, Oprah got ratioed because they had put together a fund and Twitter was aware that Twitter X, whatever we're mm-hmm. going to call it. Are we ever going to call it X? No, because it it's a terrible name. Let's call it Twitter. So they they were pretty much unable to avoid getting ratioed, getting uh, flamed. It used to be call, called getting flamed. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. For, for the hypocrisy in that Oprah had already bought a bunch of land 
she wasn't really her ten million dollars didn't really amount to very much of a sacrifice. Right. And, and they're uh, asking they're asking you to donate money to fix their land. Yeah, it's there's some there's definitely some questions down there. Um, a lot of people say that the fires were deliberate and they were a way to displace the common man who live there and uh, you know displace them, steal their land, give it to rich people, or let people rich you know let rich people buy it for pennies on the dollar. I, I mean that's logical. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if that was the the deliberate case, but there's definitely a lot of questions, and uh, nobody really wants to dive into it. It seems like, or it's very, really hard for any any honest, hardworking, investigative reporter to do that. It's it's tough being a person who has watched the Building Seven building collapse enough <laughs> to. And it takes it takes a long time to get your head around the idea that that wasn't an accident. It wasn't caused by oh, right. airplanes flying into two other buildings. Well, and hours later, too. Yeah, that's so. When your mind is willing to open up to the idea that that would have been a controlled demolition, then so many new things go on the table, like. Like part of me is like, well, why can't the white Maui wildfires just be legitimate wildfires? Right. And and then it's just a a chain of unfortunate bureaucratic mishaps that cause this whole re, uh, town to be destroyed. But nine eleven was an inside job. Nine eleven was a controlled demolition. Well, and you look at the the banking crises, you know, in two thousand eight and nine, and you look at. Uh covid and look at the withdrawal from iraq look at yeah look iraq at, and afghanistan look at uh weapons of mass destruction that got us into iraq look at i did not have sex with that woman look at save too big the, to jail save the banks save the world save the banks save the world. look at covid you know safe and effective safe and effective it's right. safe and effective who out there thinks that the vaccine is safe and effective the people who who no seriously though I mean do you uh, know yeah uh, there's it, still a few people do you but know I, people like do, in your circle or triangle of uh, people <laughs> do you know people that are like still getting the vaccine because I don't know that there's still but there's people that I know that that got it and were like yeah this is legit and there are not very many of them I I've heard of people who are people. still out getting boosted but the and I know the doctors, some of the doctors are recommending it, recommending it, but for, thank goodness, one of my family members who had been boot, uh, vaxxed, I think they ended up drawing the line at four shots because their doctor had said something. Well, the uh, this recent scare, like there was maybe a, you shouldn't. There was a new variant. That the election co- variant that co- coincided with the you know a new variant of the vaccine. The scary. It's just mar- it's just marketing. But yeah, there's still people out there. I mean, I saw some people yesterday at uh, church wearing masks. Two people, and I just thought that was. I I I. Is it to cover uh, their nakedness? I I, I don't want to. You know, in my mind, I think all sorts of uh, derisive and derogatory things about these people. 
but I, it, but you know, like, I, you know how they do mic'd up on in NFL? Yeah. Could if we could mic up Bobby Flood's mind, wouldn't that be fun? Well, we did that. It's this. It's this the podcast. No, but I mean, really, like, <laughs> really get that. It was closer to mic'd up when we had everybody over and and uh, talked in person off the air. Yeah. Well. This is a legitimate question I have for people who are still masking or who, who masked for a long time and were really adamant about, you know, real mask activists. What I, I, I want to know, are you confused that all of us who didn't mask and didn't get the vaccine, does it confuse you that we're not dead? I really want to know the answer to that question. Because we were told that if we didn't wear masks, that we would either die or kill a lot of people. And that if we didn't get the vaccine, that we would either die or kill a lot of people. Like, yeah. And none of those things happened, obviously. And so I'm wondering, is it confusing to people? Does it help them realize maybe, maybe I was misled in all this? Or do they just think... Well, that there's a, they're just, uh, they just, uh, they probably keep Maybe they think everybody got the vax. Yeah. If you, I you think, think that I just think we, everybody that didn't get the vaccine is dead now. I think it's common to assume that people think like you do. Well, I know people don't think like I do because I'm a you, weirdo. You attribute value values to other people. And this is why psychopaths get into government and get away with what they get away with because people attribute their good intentions to other to, to well, others we generally. see that a lot they, with, they, they think that people think like them I, i've seen this a lot with covid well they're good people who did the best they could with the knowledge they had i'm like no where's the evidence for that yeah there's more evidence All the evidence is to the contrary <laughs> right there's more evidence that uh justin trudeau is fidel castro's son than there is that the, <laughs> these people did the right thing with the information they had by the way, Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's illegitimate son. Right. And his brother, Justin Bieber, is from a different <laughs> father. <clears throat> Justin Trudeau's going through a rough time. His popularity is plummeting. He's getting a divorce. Oh, really? He's trying to, he's trying to throw uh, truckers in jail for the... For the trucker know, protest? It's like the Canadian J6. Oh, man. Uh, he's Yeah. And he declared himself Team Barbie and was in a pink shirt, which is... Not surprising. Typical. Yeah. And he's stuck in India right now. His plane broke down in India. Oh, he has a private plane. Well, his government plane, yeah. He's Air Force. Air they, for, they call uh, it like Air Force A. <laughs> it was the Air Force A. Air Force A. Anyway. It's a Boeing. It, it, uh, it's American made. Uh, Trudeau's sometimes having, the Americans do that to the Canadians they'll okay. throw a little spike in there for him Justin Castro is having a rough couple of weeks mm. <laughs> that's unfortunate and no one is uh, no one has any sympathy for him maybe he'll have a transcendental experience over there in India come back like as a guru or something well if, if he came back as a guru I'd be skeptical but <laughs> he might attempt to portray that maybe you just get his like yoga teacher certification certification he could do a little he could do a little blog post on it seven minutes in tibet <laughs> well he's in india well seven minutes near tibet <laughs> that would be his like breakthrough <laughs> philosophical ex uh manifesto 
Yeah, like I said, we're not sending our best and brightest. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so here we are. 9-11 anniversary. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a good day to reminisce and um, contemplate what has happened in the last 22 years. And and I think that would be the best way to honor those who have died or or been affected which is all of us by the changes in society would be to talk about it and shed light on it to look back because if we don't look back we don't learn anything right and if you look back with rose-colored glasses if you look back without attempting to uncover the difficult truth then you know, it's a disservice to humanity. It's a disservice right. to all of us. We're just we're we're just wasting the experience we've been given. Well, if you look at it in bullet points, since nine eleven, you have massive centralization of and consolidation of power at the federal level. You have massive centralization of the dollar and massive devaluation of the dollar. I mean, more. money amassed to richer and richer interests. Right, right, right. You have a, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. You have an unchecked growth of the military-industrial complex. You have uh, uh, like unashamed propaganda from the news corporations. Yeah, brazen propaganda, like overt and open lying, and they don't ever have to pay the consequences for it, except for that they're losing viewers and influence, which yeah, is occasionally the there's con- layoffs and stuff, but. But, but not until like, a lot of these people, it's like, if I had made $50 million being an MSNBC liar and I got laid off, it's like, great, well, I can retire early. I've yeah. got all the money I'll ever need. It does seem like there are no personal consequences for promoting the statist objectives, the, well, state, like the Jake, statist narratives. Jake Tapper, the uh, government apparatchik that works at CNN, which itself is a government apparatchik, was on with some government spokesperson and he's like on with another apparatchik. They were talking about Elon Musk and they're like, should there be consequences for Elon Musk for not providing Starlink to Ukraine? Oh yeah. The Starlink gate thing. They're trying to make a big deal out of that, that somehow he cut off Starlink in the middle of an operation. Uh, Right. When in reality, all he, all he did was continued to not allow Starlink to be used in a war zone because he right. didn't want to have anything to do with the war. So he had never allowed it right. in the first place but think about and wasn't going to allow it. Think about the phrasing with CNN and what they're right. implying is saying a private citizen didn't give his product to our chosen side in this conflict for free, therefore he should be put in jail. Like you could apply that to anything. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't uh, shouldn't Ford Motor Company be disbanded and their executives thrown in the gulag for not providing free 2024 Raptors to me? Shouldn't Ford Motor Company face consequences for having supplied the Nazi war machine in the late 18 or 1930s? Should that does anyone right. even know that that's what happened? No, right. they don't know that because right. the Ford Foundation has huge influence relative to the government-run public school system. Right. Yeah, and let's not talk about the uh, LDS Church in Germany at that time. 
Okay. These are not the droids you're looking for. We won't talk about that. Safe and effective. Oh. We believe in being subject to kings, rulers, magistrates, Literal and obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law. <laughs> yeah, they take that very literally at times. Oh, that's what that's a crutch we've fallen on often. Yeah. So um, I think this is a good day to remind people, maybe we'll find it and link to, to James Corbett's five minutes on 9-11. You can send that to your. By the way, Spencer Cox, <clears throat> um, the di- the dinner table in my in my house. We uh, is this we, your extended uh, house or just your regular house? The extended house, most of the time. We we find ways to talk about uh, crazy conspiracy theories, and we we do it without slitting each other's throats. We don't need you to tell us how to disagree better. Well, I wasn't trying to tell you how to disagree better. No, not you. I'm talking to Spencer Cox. Oh, you're talking to Spencer Cox. Yeah, you saw that video. Is he on the? Uh, Did you see? His, you saw? Yeah, that yeah, video, yeah, 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 right? yeah. I'm just teasing you. I just, I know he listens, and I, I know you looked right at me when you said that. I just um, want him to know that we've been talking in our family about controversial things for decades, and including like how the best way to cleanse your colon. And we don't need him. We don't need him to to intrude into our family dinners. So what I'm be- really saying, <clears throat> Governor, is get bent <laughs> so you we if you go back to last week's podcast i think we linked to a we the people we the people utah, utah uh broadcast where they but there's a video with spencer cox and jared Polis. yeah they they inter, they interviewed dr james Lindsay and they they played a public service announcement he there's did a for diff- like but there's, there's a, a different, different one there's one where he's sitting at a fake dinner table with the governor of colorado who is a democrat and they're like i am a democrat and i'm a republican yeah and we see the world differently i, I honestly <clears throat> i mean you look at media personalities you look at politicians I have to say, I don't, I can't think of anybody that exudes more insincerity than Spencer Cox. Right. Yeah. He's a, a huge hypocrite, massive insincerity. And this whole campaign, this disagree better campaign, is ridiculous because people don't need to learn to disagree better. No, instead, we need to learn to defend the truth and to tell the truth without compromise. Well, what, and also basically what these what these campaigns are, and also to accept differing opinions without spontaneous combustion. Right. You know, right. like you, you have an an adult mature conversation. Yeah, it's hard to have a mature conversation about something you disagree about because there everything is loaded with so much emotion. But I'm days. also not going to I'm not going to give ideas like men can get pregnant or masks are safe and effective or the vaccine saved lives, or whatever, or climate change is threatening humanity. I'm not giving those ideas respect because they, they're, they're absurd, ridiculous well, let, ideas. Let's say you get I in- can respect the people that hold those ideas and have a conversation, but I'm not going to, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to accept the premise that I have to, to treat these ideas the same as other ideas. I think this is why... Doctrine and Covenants section 121 mentions, in context of persuasion, it mentions long-suffering, you know, patience, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, men go mad in herds, but they come to their senses one at a time. And therefore, if you're having a conversation with somebody who truly believes that, the question is, how do you handle it? You can say, no, you're wrong. Right. I, I feel like a good approach is to say, well, why do you think that? 
Why? Right. Back it up, and then you say, well, that's a pretty thin basis, because it's usually, they'll say something like studies show, or scientists, or whatever you get, which scientists? What did you read? Are you aware right. that there are plenty well, of other experts who disagree? It's, did you know what the agenda is behind this? Some of the most controversial ideas are, that are causing these these conflicts are are you don't need you don't need to say scientists say or someone else because they're so absurd on their face, and that's where it gets crazy. Like that, it's like I, I I made a joke a while back, I think on the Twitter. I said, when I see somebody, I think it was a playoff of people saying, when I see somebody that's unmasked, I know that person is a selfish a-hole and doesn't deserve to be talked to or something. So mine was, when I see someone with a mask, I know I don't need to talk to some, that person because that person is an idiot. And it's like, look, I, I know I'm being... That's feeding uh, the fire. Right. But, but, but there's certain ideas, there's certain uh, things that are being thrown at us or shoved down our throats that we're supposed to accept as factual and legitimate ideas that are so absurd on their face, like men are actually women and women are actually men. Right. And so when you ask the why question, that could be quite revealing when you talk to somebody like, well, why do you think that men can say that they're women? Why, why, what makes you think that that's an appropriate um, rational idea in society to say that men think they're women and they might go off about uh hermaphroditism or something right. or 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 some study they've read or whatever they might have they might have some scientific sounding reason about why they think that why why do you think why are you afraid that the climate is going to kill you <laughs> well, right. because throughout history People have died in climate, extreme climate, you know. Yeah, they've also died in their air-conditioned home. The one, one of the things with this, this Cox and Polis video was they, they made it sound like, it's like, oh, well, your crazy uncle that believes the earth is flat or this and that. And it was just so stupid. Like, we've disagreed in this country for a long time over all kinds of things. And we've done so in, a, in an orderly fashion. But nowadays, the, 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 the art or the, the right to disagree is being taken away from us, which is why people uh, involved with who were just there in Washington, D.C. on January 6th are being thrown in jail. They didn't break any laws. Maybe some of them went into the Capitol after the doors were open and they were invited in for essentially a guided tour. Mm -hmm. But certainly nothing that warrants jail time. Uh, and there's. Uh, but what's at stake here is the right to disagree. And what Spencer Cox is really saying is, you need to shut up and go along with the narrative. You need to stop disagreeing with what you're being told. And that's kind of why I, I sort of bristled at uh, the conference talk from President Nelson with the, this peacemaker talk, which on its surface is fine, but then you zoom out and look at the context in which it was delivered and some of the other things that he and the church has said. Uh, I, it's my fear that this, this, this I, like disagreement is the next thing that is going to be uh, villainized. Like you, if you don't, you have to go along. That's why 
there's people on Twitter today, like you stopped saying that 9-11 was this or that, that we're defaming the memories or mm-hmm. stop saying the vaccine is dangerous. We, we know it's safe and effective and you're, 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 you're defaming the memories of people who died from COVID. And, and it's just that our ability to disagree and to question is now mm-hmm. being I, put in the crosshairs. I would say to all Americans, disagree now while you still can, because once there is a congressional declaration of war, it will be all over. Then the national executive branch will have the power to throw you in jail for thought crimes, for for anything related uh, because we'll be in a in a state of war uh, uh, and that's the ultimate emergency right and you'll be we'll all be declared enemies of the state because we posted on twitter that we think 9-11 was an inside job or the vaccine is not safe or Joe Biden is a senile dictator. I think, yeah, I think, I think a nuke is going to go off. A nuke is going to go off because if a nuke goes off, then it will be, oh, the, the humanity. You or know, they'll fake it. Just be, they could do a fake nuke too, just video. No, I think they're going to destroy they, a city. They, they could. I think they'll I destroy mean, a city. At this point, we have to understand, and this is the whole point of like 9-11 being an inside job or COVID being a bioweapon of these ideas is the point being is that there's nothing that's off the table for these people. Nothing is off the table for the spiritual wickedness in high places. These people will do anything. Right. And we've seen that. Sell they're, their they're, own mother. If, if that means burning a town and killing a, a 2,000 people in Maui, then they'll do it. If it means collapsing buildings and killing 3,000 people in New York City, they'll do it. If it means injecting people with a poisonous vaccine and killing billions who know, who of knows people, how many people injecting billions of people with a dangerous substance they'll do it under if, false pretenses if it means sending people to iraq and, and killing thousands and thousands of young americans they will do it do you, you think they're just you think that they take they 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 care about you do you think that these people in office and these high places are protecting and upholding the U.S. Constitution? No, they've even said out loud, my oath to the Constitution is not absolute, which means that she has no oath to the right. Constitution. That's just an easy way of saying, I don't care what the Constitution says, I have the power. Right. And that's essentially when she was called on it. We're talking about this New Mexican governor. That's essentially what she said. I did this because I can, because I can declare any kind of emergency and I, I can suspend rights after all. All individual rights may be reasonably restricted in time of emergency. Temporarily suspended during time, extraordinary circumstances. Well, I thought that the James Lindsay interview that the We the People Utah guys did was really pretty good. He mm-hmm. gave a great explanation of how values get subverted, mm-hmm. you know, how they get changed. And his just... In summary, the idea is you take something like love your neighbor and you twist it into, well, you don't love your neighbor if you don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I wear the mask because I love my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right. Which right. You, you're voluntarily, or well, not even voluntarily, you're allowing the state to restrict your rights and tell you that it's because you love your neighbor rather than evil people right. want to control you, and that's why they're restricting your rights. It's right. the ultimate subversion. Yeah, we've done this with the, the whole idea of loving your neighbor, love one another now means 
right letting that person let letting your neighbor dictate the language you use what letting would, your neighbor dictate what you believe is right and wrong right what would jesus do he would mask up he would shut up he would not disagree he would ask for a kinder gentler america and uh hope hope that joe biden got elected so that the media people would return to some level of decorum in political discourse and he would say that you're crazy if you say that pedophiles are running the country and yeah. say it's too bad for those kids. Don't watch Sound of Freedom because I really don't like that actor anyway and how he portrayed me in The Passion of the Christ. I mean, that's what Jesus would say. What? And I mean, WTF? He certainly wouldn't have healed anybody because he wouldn't, he wouldn't have wanted to get COVID. Right. He wouldn't have touched them. Right. He, he would... <laughs> Okay, we don't. We, I can't even go on on that line. What wow. would the Lord do? <clears throat> well, I think well, the, I think, I think he, the answer is in Malachi. The day is coming that shall burn as an oven, and right. those that are coming shall burn them up and leave them neither root nor branch. Why? Because things are out of control down here. Yeah, I, I think when he does come, it's not going to be. He 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 came already in in peace, and he taught us how to live and well, to came, take care of one another. Yeah, he came in a more gentle, kinder, benign way already. Right. We we missed that. That's happened already. The next time he's coming, and he's got the belt. Right. It's like dad with the belt. Like it's not happy. Did your dad use a belt on you? And uh, not. He kind of used a belt to frighten. At times, I oh, don't really? think he ever hit me with it. He would like snap it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be pretty, pretty psychologically damaging but, to you know, little you know, children. Uh, you, violence, for, Mr. Uh, Flood. Violence. I'm sure all of us Grandpa out there Flood. got in trouble, right? While Dad was still at work, and Mom says, "You just wait till your dad gets home." And you're oh like, yeah. Oh no. And so the rest of the afternoon, you're just terrified. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. Uh, as a society, yeah, we're just saying wait. Just till, wait till your wait dad, till your gets, dad gets back. Except dad, this time's going to bring fire and destruction. And the belt here is a bad, bad belt. It's like I said before. I, I, I don't want to be in the room when we're asked about abortion and lots of other things, because the, the the world is. Well, I think it's going to be our something like this. destruction is accelerating. And, uh, I think you're going to have to be in the room. You're going to have to say, yeah, they, we, we spoke up against it. They still killed the babies. Right. And they, they don't only just kill the babies. They celebrated it. Yeah. Taking great pleasure in murdering babies. And they held uh, festival-type rituals all the time about it. And people didn't see it. <clears throat> people but didn't understand. On the flip side, there's also a lot of there are a lot of good things happening in the world and truth is piercing the darkness. I was reading, um, first chapter of John yesterday and, and it said the light, the dark could not comprehend the light. And I thought that's a perfect uh, description of the world today where the darkness, the evil, the spiritual weakness in high places does not literally does not understand the truth and the light. And I wondered if about that with some of the people that are still carrying forward all of these lies and these these uh, you know these absurdities about gender, about uh, masks, masks, about finances and economics and freedom and liberty and all of these things that plague our society. They there's a lot of I think good people that have just been deceived and and, and have their mind have had their mind broken 
and they don't, they literally do not comprehend the light. And I'm not claiming that I'm enlightened and that I understand everything, but I think it's important to uh, try to comprehend the light and to, to understand that and to pursue that. Because that's all we can do, right? With our as mortals, with uh, this, all of our problems and our these veils over our brains and our intellects and our spirits, we have to <laughs> we have to try to look for the light, to find that light, and to understand it, and to approach it. We we need to try to remove the condemnation. Otherwise, we're just we're just lost in the in the wilderness screaming and and yelling and murdering and plundering and thinking we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I'd like to read a little bit from the book of John just to follow up your comments. Okay. Because you know, we're talking about Jesus coming and destroying the world. It's pretty dire. He's a pretty bad dude like, "But why, Jesus, don't you love me? <laughs> don't you love us?" And, and uh, John chapter 3 is when Nicodemus comes to the Lord in the night because he's of the Pharisaical sect, right? And he, he's starting to have an inkling that there's important things he needs to learn from Jesus. And so he's asking him, um, the whole conversation starts off and he says, um, we know you're a teacher come from God because nobody can do these miracles that you're doing except God be with him, right? And Jesus talks about being born from above, born again, and Nicodemus isn't quite getting it, and he talks about the spirit and the, the spirit being like the wind and all that stuff, but Jesus, Nicodemus is confused, and he says, how can these things be? And Jesus answers and says, art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? <laughs> this, is the, this is the situation had devolved so badly, this is similar to where we're at, that the, the masters of Israel don't understand the basics. Mm-hmm. They're not getting it. He says, I'm telling you about things we know of and, and testifying of what we've seen and you don't receive our witness. If I've told you about earthly things and you believe them not, how are you going to believe it when I tell you about heavenly things? And um, he goes on about the only begotten son, which is him, in verse 16. And this is interesting because, again, the Lord is merciful. This is what was interesting about... uh, Lehi's vision that's recorded in 1 Nephi chapter 1. Lehi laments the destruction that is coming, and he sees it, and he sees that the Lord is going to go through with all this stuff, and his response to that is, Oh, how great and marvelous and wonderful is the Lord, for he will not suffer those who come unto him that they shall perish. You know, that was his, his response to the imminent destruction, and then Jerusalem was destroyed 12 or 13 years later. But... Uh, Anyway, this is what the Lord told Nicodemus. He said, For God so loved the world, John 3.16. Have you ever seen that held up at a baseball game? Not as not as much. Not as much lately. Used to see it a lot in like behind the goalposts in a football game or something, but yeah. not as much. I think they don't let you do that anymore. There's some people out there that read the scriptures and change the the verses. And 
just for this one verse, they blew it. Okay, right. they right. should never have changed the versification or the numbers because this one verse needs to be findable. John three sixteen. <laughs> for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then here's where it gets relevant to our discussion. For God sent his son, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. This is why we can't have honest, open conversations about what really happens, because everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Right. And neither cometh to the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. There it is, right there. This has been going on forever. I'm going to read from 1 John, because it's better than the way I said it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. That's the end of the podcast. That's it. Right there. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. John, the record of John, Mm -hmm. how it relates to Doctrine and Covenants section 93. Mm Mm-hmm. We are we are so lucky to have the the gospel of John. Right. The fullness of the gospel of John. We don't actually have it, but at least we know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and and all of this always comes back to light versus darkness. Yeah. It, it, that's the the epic battle. It's good versus evil, light versus dark evil, and you, know, uh, you know, spiritual wickedness in high places. We, we like to talk a lot about, the, about all kinds of things, right? And it's easy to fixate on what's going wrong and all the evil that's surrounding us and whatnot. And, um, you know, we could, we could pull a verse out of Michael Jackson lyrics and say, you know, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> I'm asking him to change his ways. I think that's an important concept to to accompany this discussion because we all do need to work on ourselves and then we need to work on our relationships with our spouses and our families. Definitely there's a lot of improvement there, no matter who you are, that, that we can work on. And then we can work on more of our community relationships. But, uh, you know, one of our friends of the podcast, Whitaker, had made a comment to me, or I can't remember what the context exactly was, but he said, you know, I've never seen anybody, um, how do you put it? 
you don't make a lot of progress by just talking about what's going wrong. You know, you've got to talk about and make plans for doing doing good, doing right. So, and and I would add to that, we have to we have to recognize the darkness. We have to identify it, and then find or teach light to put in its place so that we can go forward. And I hope we've done that, you know, where, where the society says, follow the leader, the mind virus podcast says, follow the Lord. He is the leader. Well, he said, <laughs> come follow me. He said, I am the way. Well, that, meant, that meant come to church and follow the curriculum is what that really means. Well, it's, See, that's the problem. We can't, it's ironic that the curriculum is called come follow me. Yeah. In the LDS church. I, I don't like that. Because he, we throw those words around now and they don't mean anything. And this is what's difficult is because he is hidden from us. Then it's like, well, we can't hear him. We're, no, that's the whole point of the still small voice. That's the whole point of looking within yourself, quieting your mind so that you can hear the, the voice of the soul, the voice of God. That's the hard part. <laughs> right it is it is yeah that's why we have to we have to comprehend the light and that means self-reflection and study and prayer and listening and learning well and all and learning good principles right joseph right. smith said i'll teach them good uh, correct principles they govern themselves how much how much governing of ourselves are we doing lately almost none how much how much of a discussion are we having about correct principles in public discourse no zero it's usually fear and emergency versus well correct correct principles are racist and bigoted and they're white supremacists like it, it, i'm not even making a joke we're well, being told literally that, like, being told that yeah like being self-sufficient and educated and taking care of you and your taking personal is, responsibility is, is racist is it you're a white supremacist if you right. Do these things, even if you're a black person that does these things, you're a white supremacist. Right, keeping keeping your resources with your family, working, you know, rolling back regulations so people can engage in free enterprise. Principles like that, they're rapidly evaporating. Yeah, it's uh, the, the 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 situation is awful. We we hound on that a lot, but there is a solution, and it's to follow Jesus and to comprehend the light and to turn your back on the darkness. It doesn't take a lot of light to pierce darkness and to get you through the darkness and to find your way. Yeah. If you want to think about what went wrong in America, if you want to look at what the types of things that made America great, make that make a good society, again, I'll give a shout out to Stephen Pratt and his lectures um, you know, he's passed on. We're grateful for his uh, time and effort teaching us, but he has uh, Know Your Liberty series we linked to last week on uh, episode 143. It's on YouTube. Starts off with how and why to study history. There are a lot of correct principles that he illuminates mm -hmm. in that discussion, in, that, in those lectures relative to civic responsibility civic structure you know what, what makes a what makes it so that society can prosper and it has a lot to do with doing all that you've agreed to do and not encroaching on other people and their property 
it, we got to roll back, roll back the interference because the best, the, the most appropriate person to make the decisions is you as an informed, principled person. Mm-hmm. It's not some governmental authority. Unless there's emergency. <laughs> all, all individual rights may be reasonably restricted for a time. I wish you were only extraordinary circumstances. I, I wish you were only quoting the governor of New Mexico and not one of the twelve apostles. Yeah. Well, my oath to the if if her if the governor of New Mexico's oath to the Constitution is not absolute, then my obligation to pay taxes is also not absolute. <laughs> they have the guns. <laughs> they have the SWAT teams. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, everybody, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Just go. Uh, I love to hear positive comments from you, the listeners. If you have them, let us know what what's a what are the good things we can be focusing on. Give us some thoughts, um, subjects, <laughs> ideas about building a better future. What are, the, what are the good things we can do? Go find the light. We had a friend Robert last week um, mention, you know, discussing more about the Constitution and good law. And so far, all we've done is again refer back to Stephen Pratt. I hope you'll I hope you'll watch that. But we could we could talk more about that. Um, as usual, for the last ten years, there's just a sinking feeling that I've got that things are going really quickly. Yeah, 2024 is going to be wild. So maybe we need some out-of-the-box thoughts. I just, I don't think, I think we, we do need to understand why the American experiment was great, but why is Zion going to be different? That's a question that I would pose to you guys. Why would Zion be different? Who, what kind of a, what kind of a government is there in Zion? Is it a constitutional <clears throat> republic or is it a monarchy where the right guy is, in, is the king? And I'm not talking about anyone here on the earth. <laughs> right. What is it? But yeah, I, I agree. It's a good time to wrap up. Um, yeah, happy uh, Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. Again, we, we are the Mind Virus Show. We're mindvirus.show on the internet where we, uh, Jordan will supplement episodes with lots of different uh, links and videos and things. By the way, our schedule the next couple weeks. Oh, good point. Is going to be a little helter skelter, bumpy. Helter skelter. Both of us. Na, 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 na. Both of us are going to be traveling, um, and without without easy access to recording and uploading, especially together. So we will we'll figure something out. Yeah, but just because we're traveling doesn't mean we won't have guards at our homes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> those of you that know where we live. No, actually, we will have actually people at home. So, right. So, anyway, we're but we will we will do our best. We have we have not missed a week. We are 144 straight episodes. Sometimes we've had shorter episodes. Sometimes we've had to do solo episodes or guests. But uh, we want to keep the streak alive and keep you all enter infotained. As Rush Limbaugh used to say. Was it Rush that used to say that? I think so. Infotainment? Yeah. All right. Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. And everybody else, have a good week. Thank you.